Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Live show. I am Jasmine Haley, and we have today our guest, Melissa Alaba. Yes. yes. I did good. <laughs> We're super excited to have her. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. It's been a journey. Yes, yes. <laughs> and let me tell you, when you hear Melissa's story, when you learn of her expertise, it's going to transform you. It is. It just is. It's so inspirational. And this topic of developing our money mindset is essential. Before we get into that, though, y'all, let me tell you exactly who Melissa is. Melissa is the CEO of VisionWorks Coaching and Counseling. She's a breakthrough coach, speaker, published author, and creator of the Be Hill Transformation Process. She's also a mother and a chocolate lover. And what I why I wanted to have her here is because what she does is she actually helps her clients find their money blueprint so that they can heal old money wounds. Listen to that, y'all, and break generational cycles of lack, have life-changing financial breakthroughs in their business and personal life. She helps women to heal emotionally at a spirit level, y'all, and has allowed her clients to have better relationships, feel more confident, create a business and life. She is the author of Live Out Loud, 52 Ways to Reawaken Your Spirit and Live a Life of Purpose, and has been featured on Ebony Magazine, U.S. News and World Report, Parents Magazine, and so many others. So we know that there's going to be so many gems dropped here today. And the first thing I want to get into is just your story of what led you into this level of expertise, because I think it's so powerful and beautiful of letting us all see what the possibilities are, whether whatever whatever industry you come from, whatever background it is, there's something really beautiful about your story. Oh, thank you. So I'm a person that has stories on top of stories of how I got here. So <laughs> I'm going to give you the condensed version, which thanks to Jasmine, I have learned to be able to do, right? So... <laughs> The condensed version is I knew I had a calling on my life to be a therapist and to be a healer. And that happened around 18, 19 years old. I wanted to go to school for fashion design and I still love fashion. Um, but I was called to really go into the hearts, um, arts of healing. And once I was in this world, I was told that you really can't make money in it. And my expectation should be no more than $30,000 per year. And this was like 20, uh, probably 20 years ago, but $30,000 back then was really the equivalent to about $30,000, $40,000 now. Not much difference. <laughs> Pretty much just saying, hey, you're gonna have to pull a whole bunch of things together to be able to make this work. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, that's not gonna be me. And immediately after I graduated, I started my first private practice. And I would just say, for me, all of the journeys have been getting back to being able to do what I love and have a life that I love at the same time. Yes, 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 yes. And so much of us have got, gotten into entrepreneurship for that reason. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. But, but despite that reason, we feel a little trapped. And mm -hmm. I know that for speakers... This is really one of the things that is like the number one thing I hear often. How do I get paid? How do I make money? How do I get paid? Where do I find a paid speaking gigs? How do I get money? How do, you know, and then when they get the opportunity to negotiate, 
they fall back. Yeah. They fall back. So I would love to know, like, from your experience and, and working from from a therapy side, right? There's so many other things that we kind of have to unmask. What would you say are some of the beliefs that you often hear? Because I want people to kind of identify themselves in it. A lot of times they're in denial. Mm -hmm. What are some of the money mindset blocks that you often will hear, especially for those in business when it comes to creating that wealth and breaking those, those cycles? So I, I would definitely say the first thing, and especially like where we are today, is everybody is looking for like this blueprint. And although I have a money blueprint, when I when it comes to creating your own personal blueprint, you're going to have to do the work. Mm -hmm. And so here's the piece that I think a lot of people get stuck is that, you know, hey, you want the $5,000 speaking engagement, you want the $10,000 speaking engagement, or whatever your business is, but you're not doing the work of putting yourself out there. So a lot of times when these opportunities come, you sit in fear because you know you're not prepared. You haven't done the small stuff and it all matters. Yes. It all matters. And so like when you get up every day and you're pitching or you get up every day and you're doing what it is that you do, you're sending out the newsletter, the email, all the things that are just a part of the day to day. When those opportunities come, you're ready. <laughs> like, like you've been working. Yes. So, so you're ready for it. You're not playing games with these people. And so I just find that a lot of times people want the magic potion without actually putting it to work. And that's just one aspect. Oh, Melissa, you better preach. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yep. It's so true because the, I'm just thinking for me in my own speaking career, and then now in the consulting work that I'm doing, I'm working with people on the foundational parts, right? That's the foundation. Yeah. Right. And so many people have skipped that and don't understand in order to get to get to that scaling and that growth, you may, you have to come back. Yes. Get those foundational pieces set first. And that's in every business that you do. So, you know, like before we went on, we talked about, you know, different businesses. So I have the money breakthrough where I worked with people personally with their money uh, businesses and helping them to be able to scale. But I also have a coaching and a counseling business. And that was my very first business. And this is my second group practice. Any business that you have service oriented product, it doesn't matter. You're going to have to go through that phase of development. And then you're going to have to go through that phase of putting systems together and figuring out you in the process and how that matches us up with your business in the yes. process. Like, and that is a process mm -hmm. that you can't skip through. You can't skip over. And it's becoming more of who you are meant to be during that time. And as you're doing the work, that's when you're able to see what mindset issues are coming up, what things that are geared or are back in childhood that you didn't work through, or you may have worked through, but now that you're at this level, they're returning in a different way. Yes. But you won't get to that point until you're actually doing the work. Mm. And I, I want to clarify this for listeners. because I think this is important for them to hear. No matter what stage you are in your business or in your speaking <laughs> business, you're going to have to uncover a new level. Yes. Of this, mm -hmm. of the mindset issues. Yep. Can you confirm that for us? Absolutely. As a licensed professional. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, absolutely. And it's funny because 
most people think that it stops. Like you get to that $500,000 business, that million dollar business, and then no mindset stuff comes up. But the old things come up in a new way. And for most of us, you know, especially as women, hiding comes up. Like we're not used to being seen on such a big level. Mm. And so we say we want this thing, but then when we get it, and this is always, this is also the reason why many people don't do the work day to day. It's because it's like, oh my God, what if I make a mistake? Oh my God, I have to be perfect. Oh my God, what if I fail? What if people see me? So they can't even get to the six figures, let alone multiple six figures and millions because they're tripping over stuff that was said that said that you're not good enough and self-worth is coming up. And that continues to happen at each level and you have to keep pushing through. Oh, it's so true because I remember hitting my first six figures and what that felt like. Yeah. And then when I got to multiple, multiple six figures, it's like, okay, I'm still working through it. Mm-hmm. Not as big as it was the first time. Yeah. I hit it. And now I'm hitting a huge milestone that I was scared to actually say. Mm-hmm. And I think the part of having conversations like this and talking with other people who are like-minded and actually saying out loud, here's this big audacious goal that I want to be able to achieve. It's really liberating because many of us have been surrounded or have heard conversations with money that have impacted the way we show up and the way we ask for uh, the interchange that's necessary for the value that we're providing for our services. We're scared yeah. to ask for that amount. I would mm-hmm. love to know like um, for, for you, your perspective on that and what you've seen with your clients when it comes to kind of breaking some of the generational things that happen when it comes to money mindset. Absolutely. So I have a process in which I take you back and we look at your ancestral history. So we look at your mother's side, your father's side, grandparents and so forth. But we look at the sayings that they said to you, the things that you heard from your mom, so forth. And then we look at how that's playing out in your life. Mm. because a lot of us have stuff that was input from so long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And another big piece of the clearing that I work to do is what we call ancestral clearing, which is kind of what you said, but more so like the ancestors that we don't even know about. Mm. So the ones that we never got to, to meet, but we know went through the middle passage, that is really huge because a lot of our ancestors, like if you have ancestry, and this is not everyone, but if you had ancestry history of um, your folks being enslaved, your ancestors, then it was things that came along with not being able to hold money, not being able to read or write. There's shame there. There's also uh, scarcity there and being scared of for your life. Yes. So when we look at where we are today as a people, it's reasons why folks of color don't necessarily always hold on to money, but as soon as they get it, um, they spend it. And we can look at that in the numbers and the data over time (laughs) of how much wealth that we actually hold right now. So there's a lot that goes into that. And so resetting yourself to hold money is huge because again, most programs out here talk about being a millionaire but talk to some of the millionaires and see how many of them actually have a million dollars in assets or actual money in the bank. Not a lot. Mm. 
So you see that we, we, we get into like the joy of the spending, which is great. Like take care of yourself and things like that. But when I talk to some of my counterparts and, and again, I'll just share this story. A, a good friend of mine, I went to his, um, his retreat. It was some years ago and it was really cool, really cool retreat. And he had been a millionaire for probably about 10 years. He sold a book. So a book, he wound up selling it to colleges and it made him a, a, a multimillionaire. And he shared how he and his family of four lived off of $60,000 a year. And they traveled all around the world. They did all these things, but their house was paid for. But in order to have generational wealth, that is the number that they set and they live comfortably with. When I tell you the people in the room were like, what? <laughs> $60,000. But here's the thing. And this is the work that I know when I'm working with folks. $60,000, which is about today, because that was probably like, that conversation was probably like six years ago, $70,000 today, anywhere from 60 to seven, 70,000 is a good amount to live off of yeah. and to really have a great life. Um, so now we're looking at investing, investing the rest. We're looking at generational wealth. We're looking at teaching because it's not enough just to have wealth that you pass down to your kids. You have to have conversations. So I've been having these conversations with my kids since they were small money conversations. And I don't care how much you have, if you have nothing, but you just have an insurance policy and you own a car. You need to be having money conversations with your kids, mm. even in terms of the careers and things that they go for or the college that they're paying for money conversations about because you're your own personal asset. And I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. Or I'm getting ahead of myself. No, you're not. I get excited when it talks about money. Yes. We're our own best asset. And many yes. people, when we think of scarcity, people get scared because they're thinking like, oh, this job's going to go away. This, so, so. You're the asset, baby. Think about it. If we go back you to days of slavery, okay. people on the plantation, we're the freaking asset. Yeah. There is no set scarcity as long as I'm here. Yes. <laughs> because yeah. I can always produce something for myself and for my family. Yes. Even if that means it's a pivot, I'm I'm ahead of that. Yeah. And yeah. everybody gets to be ahead of that. So that's really the work that I do is to help people to be empowered by who they are, their skills, their talents, and what they bring to the table. Once you have that empowerment, even if you're in a corporate space, you're not going to work with your head back down. Yeah, no, this doesn't work. I have another choice. <laughs> oh, when I discovered that, I remember I can tell you exactly when I discovered that. Yeah, I knew because it was a huge shift. Yeah. And I was in a toxic work environment. And for a while, I felt like, where am I going to go? I don't, I don't have nowhere to go. There's no way. You know, I thought that was going to be the job I was going to retire. And yeah. you know what I'm saying? I was that set on that place. But what I came to realize was I had this level of expertise no one can take away. I was an excellent educator. I had uh, event planned for nonprofits. I had saw what speakers were doing. And I was like, I'm gonna make this work. Yeah. And when I figured that out, when I figured out that I was gonna be okay and I had what it took because of all of the lessons that had come in my life previously, all the gifts that God has given me, I started walking different into spaces. My my shoulders were back. My yes. head was up. I realized I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And and it's transferred into my own business. You know, it's it, it transferred when I built 
a business from scratch just on speaking and events. And then I needed to tap into that again when I pivoted outside of healthcare after getting comfortable and decided Mm -hmm. to build a new brand outside of healthcare. That was scary. But there was something that you said earlier that really touched me. When we look at the science of epigenetics and trauma, Mm -hmm. we are carrying so, so much from our ancestors hundreds of years ago. Yes. It, it, it is in the DNA. Science has proven it for the people who think this is woo. This ain't woo. Mm-hmm. This is reality. <laughs> okay? Reality. And we have to work through that in a critical part of leveraging and scaling your business through speaking and training is tackling this money mindset. It's not optional. Yep. There's no way we can make bigger impact. Absolutely. Because you're going to have worries. You're going to have fears. But here's the thing. And this is also like, so along with all the worries and the fears that were passed down to us through DNA, hope was also passed down to us. Yes. So when we think about all the other people that were forced to come here um, and there were white folks, you know, that didn't make it. There were uh, folks from the Orient that came and and couldn't handle it being on the railroad. (laughs) We had hope. (laughs) And it literally, it was I feel like it was the prayers of our ancestors that got us here today. They had hope and a vision of a future mm-hmm. that was so deep. It had to be for them to endure so much for us to be here. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when I am in that space, because we all have these spaces when it's like, oh my God, like this year, this year is one of those years where I was like, I had these big goals. I yeah. knew what my money thing was going to be and I did not make it. And, and I didn't make it, but I did really well compared to most people. And I mean, I did really well for me. I, I think our income doubled from last year, but I had this quadruple number in my head. So I'm literally just getting around to acceptance, folks. I'm just getting around to acceptance where I'm like, girl, you did good. You literally made 100% of your income from last year. Like you make like, you know, and then the other thing about it too, is you can have a big number. Yeah. You can have a big number. You can be a million dollar business and only draw $150,000 salary. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was, I have like this really nice salary that I decided that I wanted to have. But anyway, I say all that to say, to backtrack, we can get down on ourselves. But what I remember most is my grandparents. And I remember that the hope that they had. And I remember the things that they were able to do with less resources that I have today. Mm. That is often the catalyst for me to get up off the couch. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. get out of my like, oh, woe is me. And I'm like, okay, your grandma had a third grade education, built her own home. Okay. It was debt free on 10 acres of land. And she worked as a maid. All right. So and with a rental property. Okay. Okay. So I'm um, out, uh, girl. You got a whole master's degree and all these different things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So good. And when you put things in perspective, because it's so easy for us to get in that chicken little syndrome. Yeah. Where like one thing goes wrong and it's like, I'm not cut out for this. It's yes. never gonna work. Yes. <laughs> I remember like last year, I know 2020, I had set a goal. I set it on a podcast and I said, I want to make X, Y, and Z. It was a six multi six figure number. I didn't make it. Yeah, I didn't make it. Um, and the next year 
I was in a place where I didn't make it again. I didn't make it again, but the difference was, was that I surrendered and got really aligned to where were the gaps in my business and what, how did I need to show up differently with my pricing, with my offers, things like of that nature. And now that I'm in 2022, I surpassed that goal that I stated in 2020. I am now like heading in another big, you know, monumental financial goal that I've set for myself. And if I don't reach it, it's okay. Cause I will, I will. You will. Yes. And that's the confidence that comes like once you've been doing this work, like, you know, you'll reach it. And here's one of the things that I remember, you know, even when I was talking to myself, I said, Whoa, looking at this year, I remember, and I was like, this was a year and a half ago where this was the goal. Mm. And I had forgot about, I was like, man, at one point that was the, what I did was the goal. And I was like, well, damn, we're doing that. And I'm doing that like with Fridays and Mondays off. Cause that's another thing. I believe there are three types of things that people think about when they go into business. Um, Some folks think about their time that they want back. A lot of people in corporate think about that. Some people think about personal freedom and then some people think about money. And for me, it's personal freedom, time and money in that order. And so I only work three days a week um, and it's been that way for a while. <laughs> and that's for a lot of different reasons. One was because I had had cancer, which we uh, talked about at one point. Mm-hmm. And that changed the way in which one, I realized I could do a lot more with less effort. And yeah. two, I had to in yeah. order to preserve my own mental health. And so now that I'm in a space where I'm much more healed and better, I didn't want to change that. I was like, I don't need to be running around doing all those things. It, it didn't even make sense. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I, I want to hear my, my last final question is really just tapping into you as a speaker, mm-hmm. because I think this is really important for other people to see. I'm not just a speaker, y'all. Okay. There are other people out there who have leveraged speaking for their business And I would just love to hear your thoughts on how speaking has helped to amplify what it is that you do and why other businesses who are looking to amplify their work should not wait on speaking. Well, I think one is is it puts you in front of an audience of a bunch of people who you would not have met all together like that at one time. Two, you get to share your story and make a great impact on a bunch of people at one time that you wouldn't have met. And then three, for me, having a service business is that carry on of someone hearing about my business, utilizing my services or telling other people about them. I think that just speaks for itself. And I've had opportunity to speak at hospitals. I've had opportunity to speak at corporations. And I just also just believe like where we are in this particular point in time in history, people are like looking to hear and learn from different folks on a lot of different topics, which they had never thought about before, you know? So like uh, money trauma, which I recently became certified in is a, is a new field or new thought process in psychology even. And so looking at the science behind it, Um, And this coming year, as we come into this year, I'll be doing a lot more speaking on that, including creating my own programs in which I'll be targeting just to people who are therapists and coaches. So I'm excited about it. I just feel like um, it's the impact. 
that's why people to do it is because, you know, I feel like I'm here not only just to make money, but to make an impact. Yeah. And that's what makes this work so important. And so, um, so giving, like it gives back more than I could ever take from it. So I'm excited about that. I love that. I love that. And Melissa was one of my, um, favorite, one of my favorite clients to actually see, <laughs> actually take, and w one of our attendee members for our, our, our workshop, just take the heart methodology and use it for your expertise in such a creative way, especially with money trauma. Yeah. And that was just really awesome. So I love the fact that you mentioned that is we have areas of expertise that we sometimes think, oh, everyone pretty knows, pretty much knows this. Mm -hmm. People are waiting to hear your your message to help deliver them for whatever challenges they're particularly facing. Absolutely. And I enjoyed our time together so immensely. Like, I think one of the first things I said, you know, before I, I signed up was like, hey, is this going to be a real training or is this like, you know, you just talking about your program and you were like, no, there's no fluff. You'll yeah. be learn and, and immediately when I got there, I shared with you. Oh, my God, this was like no fluff. Like we really did the work. We walked right. away with a, with a process. Yeah. And for me and I think for anyone who's in business, like you don't have time to waste. Yeah, you know I'm saying like so every every weekend is important. Everything that you invest in, those are monies that could be invested in something else. So you don't have time to waste mm -hmm. and you want to get to the thing. And so I was able to come uh, refocus my talks. And then once I refocus my talks, like literally she had everything set up for you. And then I sent it off to my VA to get my little one sheet down. And then, hey, look, we were ready. <laughs> we were ready. We were sending it out. Okay, because it's all about yes. once you prepare and you do the work, that's just like with anything in your business. Now you got to go out there and pitch it and make it work for you. Yes. Um, and I enjoyed your process so much because it puts you in a position to be able to do that. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate you sharing that. And you did execute. Okay. You was not playing. Yes. <laughs> and those, those are the little things we were talking about in the outset that we need to be doing for our business. So take note, y'all. All right. Please let the listeners know where they can find out more information about your work. I'm even going about to I'm about to tap in and figure out when I can join one of your workshops, because this has been such a phenomenal uh, conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can reach out to me at www.melissaalaba.co or you can visit us at my counseling website, which is visionworkscoaching.com. All right. Well, thank you once again, Melissa. I really appreciate it, your time today. Thank you. It was fun. Yes, it was so good. So good. All right, y'all. Listen, I don't know about you, but I am on fire. When you are reaching these next levels, you need next level support. And that's exactly what Melissa is able to provide and money mindset is such a huge, huge, very huge component for you to take your business to the next level, for you to scale your, your business and scale your legacy. And we know, as you often have heard me say, your economic bandwidth is absolutely crucial to you making a bigger impact in the communities that you serve. So I'm going to highly encourage you to reach out to Melissa and her amazing work. And of course, if you want to find out more about our speaker resources, you can check us out at jasminehaley.com. I will see you in our next episode. Bye-bye.